Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Minutes with M&M. I'm Nana, this is Miss Ann, and we're very excited to have you here for this episode. So let's just dive right into it. We're talking about Ted Lasso. Again, if you don't know, we talked about seasons one and two. Watch the videos, you know, somewhere. So I feel like there's been a lot of like negative pushback on certain aspects of this season and we're part of it. There were questionable decisions that were made throughout what is final season of a very successful Apple TV show that they planned ahead of time. This is what you planned? This was your vision? I was extremely disappointed. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't have high hopes, but I expected the show to be at least decent. Yeah. Like, this was giving, like, Riverdale vibes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. That's a little bit of an insult. But, like, the writing just went to shit. And I, I had to start Googling, like, okay, did the writers change? Like, did they just they just replace everyone in the writer's room because why would you build a character only to just drop it you know what it is it gives game of thrones season 8 vibes in the sense that like yeah. it's not necessarily the outcome that is the problem it's how we got there or rather the lack of how we got there mm -hmm. let's just look number one is nate like i believe in character redemptions there are other characters hey look i'm rooting for jamie i love jamie I, I i'm so wanting all the good things for jamie and he was such a dickhead his example is perfect because in season one it was i hate jamie in season two it was i'm split you know like he has some moments he's growing but he's still a dickhead and in season three it's wow look at the growth because there was that progression nate was just like they basically ignore him for the first half of the whole season we just kind of see what's going on in his end while he's working with rupert like it's nothing life-changing and we don't see any inner growth from him by the way he starts to date a woman and i'm supposed to be like oh he's dating jay do not give a flying shit it's given i can fix him but like she didn't even actually try to really fix him but then like he gets sad one day because rupert wants him to cheat and now you know he goes to cry at his parents house for a day his dad says sorry i didn't know how to raise a genius correlation where and then he just comes back to the team. Like, he doesn't apologize to Ted until after he's back at the team. And even then, he's like, I think you're sorry. He said, Ted, just let me. And then he hugs him and cries. I am sorry. Where is the repentance? Where is the acknowledgement of wrongdoing? Where is the show of growth? Is it mildly apologizing to Will with a scented thing? That's it? I was fuming. You know that um, gif of that white lady? That's like looking through the window and like <laughs> she has to like throw things and flips. That was me because I'm like, and it was why. And you could have redeemed him. Like there was so much bullshit this season that was so unnecessary. Like literally the last scene of season two is all is Nate is the bad guy now. It, we we spent two seasons building him up, showing how integral he is to the team, showing his descent into madness, which by the way was not justified. Like your dad is kind of mean to you sometimes, does not justify everything he did. Your mom loves you, you have a great sister who you have a good relationship and your niece. Like you have a good home life. Like I'm sorry you didn't achieve anything other than a mean kid boy at 35, but no one actually did that to you except for yourself yeah and then he's just like yeah i've changed and now i'm okay with being the assistant kid boy so it's cool mm -hmm. everyone is okay with me look i don't know what the writers were trying to do because it was set up so well because the end of season two he went to work for rupert this is the perfect example of you know you didn't appreciate where you were you mm -hmm. thought you were being taken for granted now you're going to go work for someone who literally came poached you mm -hmm. promised you all these things it's a club that's big it's a club that does well it's a club that has money you're going to have money this was the perfect example to show nate that like 
all that glitters is not gold mm -hmm. right i needed more seasons with nate and rupert like and i needed it to be more like a you know even if you think that things are great the real things that matter are missing and like i didn't see that it was just rupert popping in are you ready for the match great goodbye and like all of a sudden the breaking point is him wanting you to cheat like it just didn't make any sense to me it didn't make any sense because like it's not like he just met rupert he used to work at afc when rupert owned it like you knew everybody yeah, knew was philandering true. like okay rupert bought you a car cool cool great 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 like it's because like he didn't honestly it just seemed like nate wasn't happy enough so he just left like you mentioned like the love hounds like he was trying to duplicate the diamond dogs and he felt lonely in his office and that was it there was no self-reflection there was no digging deep and thinking that i need to do better and i think because it's like been a year some people have forgotten but outside of like fully bullying will for just doing a job that he was promoted out of will did steal his dream job will they said you are too good to be a kid man we're moving you up this new kid is gonna be kid man and they just treated him like shit for the entire year him bullying Colin again because he was looking for a small person to treat badly and him fully outing the fact that Ted was having anxiety attacks to everyone and the tantrums he threw like what why am I just supposed to be like well he seemed sort of reflective and sad so now we've moved no but seriously no but it's because throughout the last episode it's like they put like rub in his eyes because there were there was always tears in nate's eyes and he kept looking over glancing over at ted and they would have these like knowing looks and i'm like what's going on like what, based on what what's this supposed to be i actually preferred when the whole team was against me and like when beach beard was like fuck this like no we don't forgive him like i know the point is forgiveness but like forgiveness needs to be earned or at least shown that you've changed and i just it's whatever like, i don't want to spend this whole video complaining about this but to me this was the biggest thing because the huge draw for me in season three like when season two ended was what are what's gonna happen with nate this is gonna be the major conflict of the season and it was not it was barely a storyline so this is what i mean by like i'm okay with nate getting redeemed if we had seen something if i ask you viewer member mm -hmm. what nate's storyline this season was what was it he yeah. got a girlfriend and then he came back to afc mm -hmm. and even him getting a girlfriend from where to where <laughs> like what did she see in him that she was like oh i want to date you like i don't get it because like she was actually my favorite character and i don't like that <laughs> and that's like horrible because every time he would come in and try to be like you know who i am and she's just like so which table do you want i loved it so much and now yeah his girlfriend okay fine I'm like i guess it's supposed to be cute that that's just her doing anyway I don't care it was bad writing mm -hmm. i'm sorry it wasn't good you could have done better you had literally three years to write this because you knew it was a three season show mm -hmm. you could have found it out but you didn't so that's to me the biggest thing of disappointment second biggest thing where was Kelly's storyline going can someone help me understand like where was the growth like where was it like where did it go because I, I could have done with like i could have done with the show where like Kili was not even in it like I, that's how like i don't where, where, where honestly that's kind of how i see it i feel like nothing that she did this season was in any way necessary to the story because the jack relationship was another strong opportunity for Kili to grow and learn more about what she wants and what she can tolerate and what matters because i think they're trying to paint a picture of like Kili is very much a i'm gonna stay in like a shitty situation and not complain and like 
I'm going to just accept whatever love I can get because I love love kind of person. Because that's the vibe she was giving. Like, Jack was giving so many red flags. I don't know how she wasn't seeing it. <laughs> but, like, at least when, when the breakup happened, especially over the thing that it happened, the idea of, like, a leaked sex tape or whatever, like, that's something very concrete that could, like, lead to more growth. Mm -hmm. And you can also use it to do, you know, female empowerment, blah, blah, blah. It was just nothing like we didn't see jack anymore we didn't like and then oh whoa is me the company's like you know they're pulling funding and rebecca is like here's some money like okay so no personal growth <laughs> and there is also no like under like understanding how to build or like build something for yourself you know like the company like she got the call to create the company and we mentioned in our previous video that like based, based on, on what? what no so after that now the company is down and someone else gives you money so have you ever worked for something like because even all the PR stuff it's like the football player saying hey like I want you to do this thing like do you ever have any ideas that you launched to production what are your talents because you know what you just said like literally storyline right here hey her nudes got leaked her sex tape got leaked maybe she does a PR movement about like not shaming women for things like this that happened to or like you know better cyber security something but like it was literally just to get her to break up with Jack, who she never had to be with in the first place, and who you already had planted seeds of, oh, she's love bumming you. So there were already things in place. It's like the writers wanted to do 300 things and they did none of them. Mm -hmm. Only to just end up with what, no one, and then like Roy and Jamie are just kind of pining over you for the rest of their lives. Like what, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Like we're gonna, we're, we're gonna have to talk about that because it doesn't make any sense. But it just, her whole career thing just makes no sense to me in the sense that are we supposed to believe that Jack pulled that funding because they broke up? Because that's kind of the vibe that I got, but it's also like, that's... Your company wasn't doing like well. <laughs> like the people that you hired, like Shandy, what was that? That was infuriating because all you're telling me is that Kaylee's an idiot. Yeah. Because why would you hire this person? And the fact that she never listened to Barbara, by the way, Barbara would come in and be like, hey, this is not financially a good idea. And Kaylee's like, mm, <laughs> what does CFO mean? <laughs> what the fuck? No. And the thing is, it's not even surprising because she's not qualified to have this job. So, of course, she did terrible idea. But then she was rewarded with another company. I just like... So, I come in to a friend. And I'm crying in your lap. And you're like, yeah, let me see. How much money do you need? 500k? You have it. This is why you're always going to keep... No, it's true. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just salty. Maybe I'm just like, I don't have rich friends that just hand me things. <laughs> because I just don't understand how... She can't just self-reflect and be like, hmm, maybe I don't have talent. Maybe I because, like, she can go into modeling. You know, she can just do things. She can do other things. But, like, you're trying to run a PR business. But, like, you didn't even do research to find out that, like, Dubai Air wasn't a good choice for Sam. So, like, what have you done right? Just like, the one thing you've done right. It's giving Bianca Del Rio. What is something you do well? Quickly. No. But, No. And speaking of Keely, it's a great segue into Roy and Jamie and Keely. What the absolute f was this? And I'm so sorry I swore, but like, what the hell? The season begins with them breaking up, and everyone's devastated that Roy broke up with Keely, which makes no sense, by the way. And everyone's like, oh my god, how could you do that? Oh my god, oh my god. It completely ignores the fact that in season two that they had problems, most of which were caused by Keely. And like that Keely was the one that kind of had one foot out of the door in the relationship. But now it's season three. Oh no, Keely was a perfect girlfriend. Roy broke up with her for 
reasons. <laughs> and, then, and then he wants to get back with her for most of the season anyway. What is going on? What is this writing decision? Because then they have her date Jack, which added nothing to the story whatsoever. Like, absolutely zero. And then Roy's just kind of there for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Other than his friendship with Jamie, which we'll talk about later, Roy does not have a storyline this season. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Because you could have just paired him with the teacher that you were flirting with last season. Like, if one of them had to date someone, it would make more sense for Roy to be the one to date someone since, one, he's the one who broke up with her, and two, it would show growth for him as a person who's becoming more emotionally intelligent and is able to be vulnerable, yada, 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 whatever. Didn't do that. Brought the teacher in for one scene. Had him run back to Keeley. Mm-hmm. They hook up, and I'm like, yeah. what? And last season, Jamie literally said, hey, Kelly, I'm still in love with you. I love you. And that was just dropped this season. Like, no, zero. It wasn't even dropped because drops would be better. They kept having knowing glances. Like, all season, Keely's looking at Roy. Joy's looking at Keely. I just said Joy. <laughs> Jamie's looking at Keely. Roy's... Roy and Jamie is Joy. That's cute. Sorry. Um, the point <laughs> is, all three of them would keep looking at each other at random times. And it was supposed to be like... You know, ooh, something's gonna happen. And this something was Jamie and Rory got into a fight, and Keely doesn't pick either of them, which is fine. Keely didn't have to pick anyone. That is completely fine. What is bad writing is spending a whole season giving us context clues that she's gonna end up with one of them. Why? Just zero. What let's, was the reason? Let's talk about Rebecca. So, Rebecca's story, there's some growth there. I like that she ended up like just letting go of everything and just ended up getting to the point where she just didn't care what Rupert did like she was just like I don't care anymore I don't even need to have this club I'm just going to go and live my life but her storyline was also kind of all over the place because like you can tell that she's like her entire storyline was she was lonely she was afraid of ending up alone and she wanted love and I would have loved to see more of that happen and I wish that she actually met that guy early on and like I could actually get to see her be a parent to his, his daughter. daughter and actually have like something because they were just like she had the psychic thing and then there were just signs everywhere but it, I was just like I don't know like I'm not sure what's going on with her storyline and then it, at the end they just kind of wrapped it up like it's such a last minute thing like oh she bumped into the pilot oh yeah she, Rebecca does get a happy ever after uh-huh. are you silly she's fully a main character on this show and like they did the same thing. Knowing glances with Sam throughout the whole season. Why? Why are we doing this? What is the reason? I don't understand wasting screen time with nonsense that adds mm-hmm. nothing to the story. Like, everybody likes Rebecca. Everyone wants Rebecca to have a happy ending. And instead of us, see, and by the way, again, it didn't have to be a man. It could have been her being like, you know what, I'm fine being by myself. I want to have a kid by myself. Because mm-hmm. her desire to have a child which, by the way, they pulled out late in the game. Isn't something that's unbelievable because, like, the whole thing where she met with Bex and he, Rupert was, like, having a baby with Bex and she was really upset about that. But it was just, like, you mentioned it in one episode that she, the, the psychic says that she's going to be a mom. She says that's cruel. She goes to see a doctor and then it's never mentioned again and then we see her looking at the little girl and it's like, oh, yeah, so she gets to be a mom. But, like, why wouldn't you dedicate screen time to seeing her find happiness in her personal life? Just give us one thing. Just, it, like, just give us one thing. Like, and God will punish <laughs> all of you for teasing us with Rebecca and Ted only for it to not happen. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. No, because I don't know why she's giggling with Rupert and like 
Like, we, like, so I'm fine with Rebecca and Ted not being together. I know in my last video I said that I would have liked it. I think they would have been cute, but I'm okay with them being friends. My issue is the writers doing little things in each season to make you think that there's a chance in hell they're going to be together. Yeah. Why? Like, I don't get it. It's like, it's like you want to be smart. So you're like, ooh, let's trick them. And like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You didn't know what was happening. Like, congrats. We didn't guess that the thing you were doing was fake. I, I again, I, I, I guess, guess everything was fake because, like, even when you end up doing the thing that we didn't think it also was like why where did this come from what was the reason big what was the reason vibes because let's let's talk a little bit about ted okay he's depressed good we've known he has had mental struggles since season one he's sad he misses his son he doesn't know why he's here valid because i don't know why he's here why is ted here why has he not gone home to his child why has he spent three years willingly not parenting his kid and then being like oh my god I miss my son so much. Then go home, Ted. You can leave at any point in time. And I guess we're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, Ted is back now. Okay. What's different now? Why is now better than a year ago? I just... I don't know. It, they had strong things that could have manifested themselves in better ways. I just feels like they didn't. And it also feels like Ted somehow was not really central to the story this season or really like interacting with other characters mm -hmm. he felt very much like a second thought which is not great for a show called Ted Lasso and I know at the end they're like oh the story's not about me it's about the team no this Jason Ted is about you let's be clear you're the yeah, main character that's the name of the show and like a lot of his like pep talks were not hitting anymore towards the end it was just like very much overdone like the comparison thing they do is like oh I would say the thing, I would say the same thing that like I would say to this like it wasn't hitting I don't know why maybe because the main storyline wasn't hitting and then the thing wasn't hitting but I was just like I don't know maybe Ted has lost its mojo like his mojo on me because like I don't like let's just move on let's just start the match like I don't know why we're saying this you're totally right it just kind of felt lackluster it felt half-hearted it just it felt like they were like, oh, we're almost done. Just just copy and paste and just submit it and the teacher mm -hmm. is going to be okay with it. <sighs> Let's talk about Akufo and Sam. <laughs> so I think we actually have different opinions on this because I thought Akufo was funny. <laughs> I just like... Are we supposed to take it seriously? I don't think so. Okay, okay, that's fine. That If we don't have to... Because, like, he was doing serious things. But like, he was messing up the restaurant. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. windows. But, like, no, I just didn't take it seriously. Because even the messing up the restaurant, like, the team came out and immediately fixed it like magic. So, I just didn't take it seriously. Because I'm like, this is clearly a comedic okay. villain okay. to me. Because there are certain things in this show, I think we talked about it in the last video, like, yeah, it's nice and it has a touch of realism, but at the end of the day, this is just magic TV. Like, even the fact that AFC Richmond is about to win the Premier League, they're going to beat Man City, and everyone in the universe is just kind of going with it. Nobody's like, this doesn't make sense that this American coach is getting this relegated team all the way to first position. I'm glad they came second, but there are just things that happened, and I'm just like, a little fake, a little false, but okay, you guys seem happy. Um, yeah. And Akufo was one of those things. It just made me laugh. Also, like, I don't know. I could have done without the scene where Sam's dad came because his fake Nigerian accent was <laughs> it, I'm sorry. It wasn't, like, just cutting it. I know if you're not Nigerian, you would have not even thought about it. But I'm so sorry. Like It didn't really bother me. It wasn't the best accent in the world, but I was okay. And I really liked getting to see Sam and his dad on screen because after two seasons of hearing how his dad is so amazing. I liked it. It was but... cute. I would say that it was manageable because he didn't get many lines, so it's fine. I'm screaming. Like, I just feel like it was all over the place. Dead. In terms of, yes, Jamie grew this season, 
but like it also was like jimmy was what this season like he yeah he had a little bit oh i don't i don't care what my dad thinks anymore and then his last scene is him smiling with his dad so writers what was that but other than that he was just kind of pining over keely like him and rory hilarious love it super great but he just i don't know he got like weirdly it, it was kind of like he was the same character but different it's kind of like if they cloned him but it was just like a little bit different like his part is on the wrong side of his head now so like yeah you're the same character but what are you giving me yeah it's like i hate to say it i hate to say it, but like this season was so disappointing that like i have to ask myself sometimes like has the writing always been bad oh my god i was absolutely like no because like has the writing always been bad because like what i'm seeing with jamie is like they decided that jamie is going to be a good person so he has to be a good person so the entire like the entire character was just stripped away everything that came out of jamie's mouth could have come out of anybody's mouth who was trying to be nice like i feel like most of the time like it seems like his personality was lost in the attempt to make it seem like look he's nice now he has grown now but i wasn't feeling like i just didn't get many of the i don't know i just didn't recognize him i guess and a clone with a different part yeah exactly what you were saying so like i was like okay they decided to make him nice now so he has to do and say all these nice things but i don't know why it's not sitting right with me something's off <laughs> something's yeah because they did a few moments like you know when zava joined the team you have jamie clearly being jealous and being like oh i want to be the best on the team which is a little bit of like okay yeah. this is still who jamie is mm -hmm. but i agree with what you said i don't know if it's because they did want to give him like a dedicated storyline after outside of what's going on with war you know what it is i think they added a lot of unnecessary nonsense and some characters got the shaft so everything with jack and keely doing her pr especially because so making her have a pr firm away from the team means that all of her story time where she's in her office or doing her thing with jack takes away from the rest of the central cast and they were just kind of like we don't care and some of the additions were great so i don't complain a lot colin being secretly gay i love that because it's so bro the fact that finding a gay football player in i don't want to say a country self it's hard it is hard gay men in sports in general have such a tough time and i really really like that they kind of presented it and I, you know afc richmond is a magic team where no one is homophobic and they all love their boy and it's great even though isaac was really weird in that storyline they didn't explain it he was a bad best friend and everyone just laughs and shrugs yeah and like even when he walked off and then roy went to sit and talk to him it's like okay you're doing a thing where you don't want to tell us the conversation but it only makes it worse because why like why you need an explanation no, about why you're behaving this way whatever but point being like something like adding more to Khan's story like felt like a good ad because Khan's been on the show since season one he's not a new character we know a little bit about him and like this whole oh he's just pretending to be a ladies man like it flowed well that was good writing added to the narrative developed a current character integrated with the rest of the cast look at that it even gave us a reason to have more Trent Krim which he was criminally underused because he was just walking around and be like, hmm, the Ted Lasso way. Is that pun intended? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but it was just, I don't know, I just, I, I, maybe it's hard to be a writer. I don't, <laughs> not, okay, but you, it's a whole writer's room. Nobody was like, hmm, I don't really recognize this show this season. No one in the writer's room said that. Because I didn't even feel like they really wanted to win the Premier League. Like in season one, like you feel like they don't want to get relegated. In season two, they really want to get out of relegation. In season three, it's kind of like, you know, we play football sometimes. <laughs> like, I guess that's the point, you know, it's, football should not be, you know, it's not about winning, like Ted would say. Okay. 
Sure. It was great to see Pep Guardiola. Like, it seems like apparently the football itself doesn't count. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed oh to do God. with that. But yeah, a lot of the attempts at social commentary did not fly well with me. I, I just, like the entire locker room situation with Isaac and Colin and like, I just, I just felt uneasy about the fact that he had to stand up and almost basically say, like he basically came out, but I don't know if I was comfortable with the way it happened because everybody kept saying, oh, who could it be? Like, I'm just like, just drop it, man. Like, just drop it. I think I'm kind of okay with it again because it's the magical world where none of them are homophobic. So it's not even like a, ooh, who is it? It's more like, oh, someone here is and we don't know, which is a weird way to I'm write things. Like, I'm struggling with deciding when to take it seriously and when to say it's a magic world. Like, it's just- Girl, you just have to be like, it's almost always a magic world. Okay. Because even the whole thing they did with Sam where he was like fighting with the minister that was talking about like, Random immigrants are dying on boats. I, what is going on? What does that have to do with the season? What are, like it wasn't even a storyline that carried over. Like someone came and destroyed the restaurants, and that was the end of it. Did he stop tweeting at her? And it was like a mishmash of a couple of different things. So like you know, political climate in the UK. Like when they told LeBron to shut up and go dribble. Like cool, mm. that's an important topic. Is it over? I, I did like when Sam got really mad and he was like crying, and then his dad showed up. I know you didn't like his dad's accent. I, I like the storyline. I just, the accent was very distracting. But yeah, it was just like, you know, Sam has a chef who's super outspoken and she's like- I wanted like, them to be together. I think they were hinted at to be together. But that's what I mean, like, they don't have to be together. And I don't want it to sound like we're saying, oh, what was missing was couples, but it was just like, okay, you had an episode and you talked about the immigration crisis. Cool, thanks, I guess. I don't know, I don't know. There were just a few times that that was done and I like that they wanted to make social commentary and say like, you know, things need to be better. And I appreciate that because it is important, but it also just kind of was like, I guess random PSA in this episode that's not really tied to anything. But to be fair, it's, this might be a, I, you know, I complain about this in our video about like how last season Sam basically fixed the problems in Nigeria by like covering his shirt. Sure. So if they want to do Magic Halo and the whole team is deleting nudes from their phone because they all do the right thing, why not? What, let's live in the magical world where people do the right things and they grow to be better. So Except no Nate. <laughs> Except Nate. Okay, we've complained a lot. And let's talk about something that I really enjoyed. It has to be Jamie and Roy, who I'm now calling Joy, because clearly that's what an amalgamation of their names mm -hmm. are. I'm going to ignore that last scene in the bar. Okay, I'm just going to ignore that. But like, Jamie teaching Roy how to ride a bike. <laughs> It was so fun and like they're best friends now. Like I just, I wasn't expecting that, but I loved it. Like I always wanted them to be close, but I didn't think they would get this close. And it was perfect. Everything from Jamie showing up for Roy's uncle day and giving him his shirt from when he was on team to when, when Jamie had a breakdown and Roy was like, oh my God, what do I do with you? Every single time that they interacted this season was fire. It was really funny, which is the most important thing because this is a comedy. Mm -hmm. But it was also like, it had an underlying level of like touchingness because it's like, remember how much they hated each other at the beginning and now they're friends and they've worked through their shit. And even him and Kaylee going to Jamie's mom's house and you know, he used to be his idol. All that shit was so cute. So doing that 180 right at the end of the season, so they're fighting over Kaylee was just so, what the Reductive, hell is this? Yeah. Cause then they're like, oh haha, it's fine. We're idiots. Okay, now we're going to barbecue together. So, what was the reason? I just... <laughs> mm, yeah. 
it's it's so funny that we try to say all the things we like and we end up completing the game but i liked um zava i liked zava because i thought they were gonna have him be like this prima donna that was mean to everyone but he was he was great he made everyone feel fantastic he was hilarious he said i don't see other women i only see my wife loved it <laughs> loved it so much it was funny i wonder if latin watches like ted lasso and he was like lol this is so funny i'm not offended at all <laughs> No, but he was he was a really fun side character that came in and then left. Mm-hmm. Uh Barry was just there. I don't like he was just there. I did like two things. One, him hating on um Nate all season. Thank you for being a hater with me. But two, also finding out that he had gone to jail before and Ted helped him out. That see see that sounded true like i believe coach beard went to jail and did crimes i stole a loaf of meth <laughs> i <laughs> i believe that it sounds completely within character for ted to have forgiven him for stealing after he came out of jail and like that's why the relationship is the way it is and even at the end where he says i want to stay behind but i don't want to abandon you it's like finding yeah. out that piece of information really added something to the relationship so i was really glad to get that background story so yeah mm -hmm. yeah because i was just like this is a random person who just like <laughs> supports you and follows you everywhere like what do you have on him so exactly. now we know i just didn't like the way it was brought up and why it was brought up yeah because so, i don't know why you're forgiving nate like i'm sorry that you were an addict and struggled with certain things there but it's whatever i'm so sorry i just remembered something that made me upset that i need to talk about ted's ex-wife michelle dating their doctor jake dr jacob i'm sorry not okay someone needs to report him to the board mad unethical bro for what reason like they didn't have to she could have dated literally anyone on the planet and we could have still had ted feel a type of way about her moving on or whatever your job was to help us fix our marriage and now you're dating my woman. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get your license suspended. I just don't know what was going on in the writer's room. I feel like they were just coming in every day drunk. <laughs> like, ah, where do we stop? Oh, haha. What if he dates the therapist? Yes. And then drop. Because I don't know. Like, I saw him in, like, two scenes. I don't know if, like, where it went because they were this... Uh, there was this time when like they came to visit and ted was worried that he was, he was gonna, gonna propose. propose and then every subsequent scene was just michelle looking at him and like there was this look on her face like oh we're not really close or maybe my son doesn't really like him and i didn't know what was going on there i don't even think it was necessary was michelle necessary for the final season did it add anything well they needed something else for Ted to freak out over. Like, it's just like every three episodes, Ted is freaking out over something. Wasn't it enough? It could have just been enough to be his son. Like, it really could have just been enough for him to feel inadequate as a father because he chose to move to another continent and never see his kid. I just, I can't. Because his mom showed up and that was a weird thing where he was, like, it, he had normal feelings that people have around their moms where they're like, oh, God, I don't want you here. But it's also, like, she's a pathological liar who exaggerates every accomplishment that Ted has ever had. But haha. And then they have, like, a kind of fight where he's like, fuck you for doing this, but thank you. Like, this is the thing that's so annoying because, like, they actually had a lot of background that they could have worked with. Like, I really wanted to know Ted. Like, I've watched three seasons. I don't really know him. Yeah. Like, I don't really know him. And, like, maybe that's the point. But, like, he has this rich background. He has, like this thing about like not giving up on things he has this thing with his dad like with his mom like it wasn't like nothing was touched upon and then i'm supposed to accept this conversation with his mom where he's like oh i hate you for doing this and i'm like i well like, i don't feel your pain because I, I didn't see it like i don't like i don't know 
there were definitely a couple of morals this season, like the morals of the story where I was just like, this is bullshit. So Nate's redemption, bullshit. Um, Ted getting over Jake and Michelle, bullshit. Don't get over it, call a lawyer. Um, like, you know, Rebecca's like accepting life before bumping into this guy, bullshit. Like, so she was just gonna be sad a little bit? Like, I don't know, I just, Kiwi can do anything she wants, bullshit. Like, no, it's, it is what it is. Maybe our expectations were too high. Maybe yeah. we wanted too much. No, I take it back. Our expectations were just right, and the writers did a bad job. <laughs> no, because I like I wasn't like I think I'm like you were like I wasn't expecting the moon, but I thought that it would at least be consistent in comparison to the previous seasons. And I don't think the writing was always this bad. I think it was always a little bit too saccharine. It's just it's a little too sweet. But there was some heaviness slash good writing that made it bearable but this isn't it didn't have that stuff so it was just like okay sure they're in the sewer why not everything's poo poo why not like <laughs> i don't know i don't know overall it was a disappointment it's the final season so they can't really get a punishment for it like yo your ratings aren't gonna go down like you're not gonna not get ready for season four it scares me though bill lawrence i hope that this is not the energy you're gonna bring to shrinking that's not what don't we do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Maybe they were paying too much money to the actors and then they were like, we can't afford to pay our writers and that's why they did this because I can't understand what Apple TV was doing. There. I don't even want to know because Apple has all the money in the world. Like they just keep churning out new shows <laughs> from nowhere with like large budgets. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Any final thoughts? I'm glad that it's a funny show. So at least even when the plot was bad, I got to laugh at jokes. That's what I have for you guys. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> let us know if we're like a little bit too harsh or if you enjoy the season. Um, yeah, just comment down below, like, share, subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.